Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. Coming up on today's show, who's on the chopping block for the Atlanta Hawks as we come up on the trade deadline? And Flowery Branch is proving that common sense is actually still common. And last but not least, in for the culture, the Houston, Texas finally got it right. It's all next right here on ATL Day Ones. Let's go. This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. I want to start by saying thank you for making ATL Day 1 your first listen today. Remember, we are free and available um, wherever you download your podcast. And make sure that you leave us a five-star review. Really appreciate that from you in advance. And today's episode of ATL Day Ones is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com backslash Locked On today to get started. But T, when you look up, think about the Atlanta Hawks, right? We've been talking about how the trade deadline is, is on its way. And we are they're coming off a loss against the Portland Trailblazers. And when you think about this road trip and the importance that that is, and and now that the Hawks now are have lost four out of their last five of the games, mm-hmm. yeah. and they seem to be in a funk. But is there a way for them to muster up a win against the Phoenix Suns tonight on the road? Yeah, I think so. And and let's just be real, we can have that conversation literally with every single game the Hawks are in because they're in every single game. I mean, there's not a team, even the Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston Celtics who are at the top of the East, they still hung with them in games this season, right? Still beat the Bucks. So that's my thing. Like they're always in it. They can always win it. The question is always, will they? And then you look at what they're facing in the Suns. The Suns are pretty much as healthy as the Hawks are because it looks like Trey Young's listed as probable, which actually means he's going to play. Let's just be real. So he, they get him back for tonight. And yeah, you've got Chris Paul a little bit hobbled. Devin Booker's been out for weeks, so you know, no expectation that he's coming back. In fact, he's been extended on his leave of absence. But yeah. that said, here's an interesting stat. The Hawks are actually 500 when it comes to playing and beating opponents who are over 500 like the suns the suns are 27 and 25 and the suns are only beating teams by a margin of an average of 1.5 points and we know that typically speaking when the hawks have a situation like they did in the game monday against the blazers where they lose by such a small margin like four points they're going to come back and they're going to come back with all guns blazing so that's why i say yeah they have every opportunity to actually beat the Suns, the question is, will they go out and execute, especially because if if the margin for victory or loss is 1.5 points on average with the Suns, then that means this game is going to go down to the wire. So we can't afford to see you not close out again. Just can't. Yeah, and that and that's what and I think the, the you said it best right there. Close out. I think that's if they are able to get a lead on this team because we know they like to step up their level of play when they're playing against teams of five hundred or better, like you mentioned. And hopefully and potentially maybe you know Trey can figure out how to get rid of that soreness and, and get onto the court tonight. So I, I think those are some of the things that I think is going to be key factors in them having the opportunity to win this game. And I think that when you look at the the fours right the three and the four 
John Collins and DeAndre Hunter, those are some guys that I feel like they have to step up and, and be able to do what they would do what they're supposed to do defensively. Like we saw John in the beginning of the year and some and from time to time with, with DeAndre Hunter. They have to really focus in on the, the defensive aspect of the game. And I think the offense will kind of fall into place. With yeah. those two players being mentioned, T, do you feel like any some of these players are on the chopping block? Yeah, it seems like John and and not to again beat that the horse of course yeah, head, yeah, yeah. but right. truly that's where we still stand. John mm-hmm. Collins and Bogdan Bogdanovich, right. or John Collins and several players off the bench. But John Collins is still the mainstay. Don't really hear a lot. I think I've maybe haven't heard anything with DeAndre Hunter included in recent months. Right. So I really still think it's down to John Collins. And I do think that these guys have to show up to your point because, hey, to me, this is like a five game audition. And the two individuals that you mentioned did not audition well, especially at the end of the game, because, yeah, you were in zone and, you know, the hogs go back and forth between man and zone defense. But you also have to use your basketball IQ. And when you see DeJounte manning up his guy and you're in the zone, you've got to collapse out you've got to get to your guy and make sure that he does not get his spot and be able to hit the the shot like Simon said I say that to say this is part two of the audition so at the end of the day folks better step up because yeah I think Landry Fields is more than happy I believe he's been entertaining calls already if not making calls and I do believe that if they can finally make a deal done which it won't be with Jay Crowder by the way which is one that we hope for because it looks like he's going to the Bucks and the rich get richer but if yeah. there's someone out there who can take him on uh, or, or take yeah take him on in his contract and maybe the Hawks can steal somebody away like the Bucks stole Jay Crowder from the Celtics who really wanted him then I think that you'll see I still believe a deal has got to be done I don't think this team gets you anywhere but to the playing round at the rate they're going right now Absolutely. And at the rate they're going right now, it looks like playing tournament and maybe getting into the the official first round of the NBA playoffs. It's crazy to have to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Now, now you know your boy been down here. I know y'all can look at my background, you know, because we're pretty transparent on this show. I'm like, Jarvis, you're not at home. I am down in Mobile, Alabama, down in the Senior Bowl at T. Day one is complete. Yes. Getting ready to start day two of practicing here in just a little bit. But to ta- kind of download with you uh, on uh, yesterday, um, I-, I think it was it was it was pretty cool mm-hmm. to kind of. Uh, I got a chance to chop it up with Charles London. Yeah. Um, that's on the audio. That's on our audio platform. Where you download your podcast, you can go get that interview. You can check it out there. Um, yeah. I got a chance to talk to Charles London about Desmond Ritter and, and having to prove himself. And one of the things that I think that kind of stood out to me is. Mm-hmm. The fact that he kind of deferred to Terry Terry Fano and Arthur Smith as far as that he knows that they have a plan. Yeah. And you know, and when I hear that, I it, it makes me kind of understand, like, hey, basically, he's gonna work with Desmond Ritter to make sure he does what he does to 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 get better. And he's gonna let Terry and Arthur handle all of the other stuff as far as bringing in yeah. competition. Yeah, and I can appreciate that. And and you know, we'll talk a little bit more about how excited we are about the mindsets of Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot that get us exactly to where we want to be. But yeah, it looks like you had a really good time and not just a good time as far as like seeing some of the guys uh, on the beat and and girls on the beat uh, in in Mobile. But ultimately, I think you actually met with somebody and got a chance to speak with somebody who's really very impressive. Yes, 
Isaiah Land. Y'all remember that name? I got a chance to chop it up with him. Here is that interview. Here at ATL Day Ones with Locked On Sports Atlanta. Got Isaiah Land, HBCU NFL prospect. Isaiah, talk about the first day far getting out there and being able to mix it up a little bit in the uh, practice. It was just a it was, first. It was a big culture shock just being around all these big guys, you know. Yeah. And, but it was like it was an honor to be here and like just just being able to test my talents out against the best. And it felt good like being able to compete with them and not like being like too far behind and just being able to win some of my reps and like I'm just learning a lot just being around these NFL coaches and just learn a lot more knowledge about the game of football every day I'm here. Yeah, you know what? I actually noticed that, right? When you were, you went, when your first rep, you kind of looked like you was kind of a little unsure about yeah. yourself. And then the next time you came around, you came off the edge. And yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah. that's what everybody's talking about, yeah, right? So, so like, can you talk about, like, from the development from day one to day two, kind of what are you going to be looking for as far as being able to get out on the field? What you trying to show? Uh, I'm just trying to make, like, every day I'm trying to just learn from my mistakes that I made. And just the next day, instead of making the same mistake, just make new mistakes. So mm-hmm. I just learn more every time I make a mistake. So. I'm just trying to learn from my, my mistakes and just build every day up until Saturday. Also, man, the HBCU Live, the conversation about going about Ed Reed going down to Bethune, Cookman. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you feel about HBCU being on the national stage now and everybody actually having a conversation whether it's good or bad? Um, it's like, it's crazy that, like, when I get here, like, when they see my jersey and they see I came from an HBCU, like, they have, like, input on what. Because before, they didn't know who Bethune was. They didn't know who FAMU was. So I had to explain it to them now. They gotta have a backstory, and they like know our struggles and stuff like that. So it's like, it just—it's an honor being like the oddball out. Like I'm the, I'm the one, I'm one of two HBCU players that's here out of all like 100 kids out here. So it just. It feel good to represent HBCUs. Yeah, I was actually smiling when I saw Joshua Williams, a uh, deep corner out of uh, Fayetteville State. Yeah. He was here last year, yes, playing in the, uh, getting ready to play in the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. So it's, it's real cool to see cats getting that exposure, man. Because yes, that's sir. that's what we need. Yeah, we do. no doubt about it. And um, last but not least, man, I always ask pass rushers this: third and long, what's your move? What's your go-to? Uh, I'm gonna have to go with that speed dip, speed dip and rip. Dip and rip, yes sir. Hey, hey, look, I can't go wrong with that. (laughs) Isaiah Lamb, man, I appreciate you, man. Thanks so much. Yep. Just, just a a wonderful young man. I really enjoyed talking to Isaiah, man. I I, I wish him well in in his future endeavors and trying to get into this league and, and make an impact to you. Yeah, very thoughtful conversation and very thoughtful player, like you said. I, I appreciate his responses because you can tell that he mm-hmm. he's genuine about that. And this yeah. is a moment in time that we hope continues, but a yes. moment in time where HBCU athletes, particularly our football players, are getting at least the looks that they deserve. Now, they still have to go out there and show and prove it. I believe that they will. Indeed. But it's just good that, like he said, he doesn't have to explain the backstory like he used to. He doesn't have to explain you know, where FAMU is or what Bethune-Cookman is or what the MEAC and SWAC are. And that's... No, that's at least understood. And for all of those pundits who didn't want to give him credit, go on and say that is the Deion Sanders effect that is still showing itself positive, even at the Senior Bowl. And I'm sure, Jarvis, we could say the same about the East-West Shrine Bowl that will take place tomorrow. And also, of course, there will be an HBCU uh, All-Star Bowl that will take place in in New Orleans. And there was an NFLPA Bowl last week, all of which – We'll have HBCU players at it. So, yes, Isaiah Land, thank you so much for representing and for so eloquently stating why you deserve a quote-unquote seat at the table. Uber excited about these cats, man. I I, I wish I could have a conversation with my 21-year-old self-team. Like, <laughs> like, 
I never would have, my 21 year old self would have never imagined anything like this taking place right now. And I need to expose these cats again. I just absolutely love it. I'm almost getting emotional talking about it because this is, this is some good stuff. And I, I hope it is, I think it is going to continue. Now, what you can hope and continue to think about is how about this? FanDuel.com, y'all. It is the official sports betting partner for Locked On now. So here's what you need to do. It's the number one sports book in America. Yeah. Here's what they got going on. They have so many great features with making sports betting fun and easy. That's what it's all about, right? Make it easy to win some money. Here's how they're going to help the new customers out. All you have to do is drop $150 in, I mean, I'm sorry. You're going to get $150 <laughs> in free bets, guaranteed. Yeah, come on now. Stay with me, y'all. I, I got you. I got you. I'm, I'm explaining it right here. Here we go. $150 in, in, in free bets, guaranteed. All you have to do is drop $5 on your first bet, and you're going to get $150. All you have to sign up at fanduelcom slash locked on. How about this? The Super Bowl is coming up. Patrick Mahomes versus Jalen Hurts. Jason Kelsey versus Travis Kelsey. What is the over-under for Travis Kelsey? He's going to be the first one to get a touchdown. All you have to do is go to FanDuel, and they're going to have everything, all the information right there waiting just for you. All right, now, for football fans, don't miss out on this. $5, get $150. $5, get $150. Win or lose at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports book partner of the NFL. And I believe that the Falcons are making every moment count in Flowery Branch. They're making such good moves, Jarvis. We, of course, heard about the big move last week with the hire of Ryan Nielsen. And now we get word on Tuesday that the Falcons hired the amazing Jerry Gray. And the reason I say that, Jarvis, is because, I mean, it's just unbelievable. Your resume is ridiculous. <laughs> Thank you. Let's, let's go ahead and say that. Yep. Enough said. So literally, I will just say that like we teased earlier, common sense is back and common again in Flowery Branch because when you make a move like Ryan Nielsen and you're thinking about all the good things in his background, the, the development that he's had for D-linemen, as our, bud, our buddy Ross Jackson mentioned to us a couple of days ago, mm -hmm. uh, you talk about a guy who's also been familiar with and has been a part of a team that actually embraces a hybrid defense and plays the nickel amazingly so runs the nickel defense so you've got a lot of positives there but man when you dig into jerry gray's background it's unbelievable but here's where the interesting piece comes in as far as why this commonsensical piece is so common up in flowery branch it's been common on atl day once by the way but right. interestingly enough there was a quote on atlantafalcons.com and it comes from terry fontenot Listen to this, Jarvis. He says, whether we're talking about the back end, the interior, the edge, he, Ryan Nielsen, has a clear plan for how we want to continue to build this team, but we're going to always prioritize the front. We just talked about the trenches. That's where games are won and lost. And I said, oh, dear God. <laughs> Whoa. Is he listening Whoa. to the conversation? Wait a minute. Wait In my head? Have they watched another episode of ATL Day One? They had to, T. Where else would they want get this yeah. information from? <laughs> exactly. And Jarvis, I don't know about you. Maybe I missed it, but oh I gosh. can't recall prior to the hire of Ryan Nielsen, even in the great days with the great Dean Pease, that I can recall hearing Terry Fontenot say some key words in the trenches, game one and lost. Oh, gosh. Like, 
You know, like this is a very emotional show. We start talking. We start off by talking about HBCUs and yeah. how these cats are getting all the opportunities in the world that, that wasn't there. But for to hear a general manager yeah. say that they're going to for an Atlanta sports team. Yes, Atlanta. Yes, Falcons, say it again. Say it again, Jarvis. For, for an, Atlanta, an Atlanta sports team, <laughs> for an, an a professional organization in the city of Atlanta <laughs> to come out and say that. They're gonna prioritize the front. Those where games are won and lost. So, oh, so yeah. See, like, can't put it into words. I know. I can't even put it into words. How this makes me feel. I am so happy right now. Like it's almost like you know the birth of my first child when I got married to to my wife. Like this just is it's up there. See, it's top five for me right now. So, so this 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 is where I'm going, y'all. I know y'all trying to feel like all right, Jarvis. Come on now, get to it. So here's the thing. Like, I'm going to say it now, T. February 1st, mm-hmm. the Falcons will be drafting an edge rusher or offensive lineman with that number eight overall pick. Mark it down two dates. It's going down. They're going to follow the hashtag Tanitra Mantra. It's going down this year. Like, there's no other way to look at it, T. When you're talking about having a guy coming in, and basically getting rid of all the doggone uh, def- defensive staff. Yeah. Saying, hey, here's what I'm doing. They're gonna sit, they're gonna look at the guys on the roster and they're gonna evaluate what yes. they have and also look to what they can add. So yeah, yeah, I'm I'm all on board for this. This is a this is this is something new, T. I think yeah. this is a very prominent day in Atlanta Falcons history right here. I do I do think so as well. I think that we literally are seeing the start of something big here because. You know, Jarvis, when we talked about the four teams that remained right yeah. last week as they're getting ready to we were getting ready to see who was going to punch their ticket to the Super Bowl. It was very, very clear. Whoever won in the trenches, especially at the appropriate time, that was who was going to win the game. And if we think about this specifically mm-hmm. um, and, you know, you can think and I'm going to go with like you said, I'm going to go actually trenches D line and then I'm going to say with their complimentary pieces on the edge. Right. Right. The game changer was the Eagles. Not that the Eagles were going to lose to the 49ers, but hear me out. The game changer was when they, in one play, completely obliterated the offensive game plan of the 49ers. They literally imposed their will on one play. And the Chiefs, again, I'm taking away the unnecessary roughness, Mm -hmm. but being put in position for Patrick Mahomes to even run on that third down play to get to yep. Harrison Bucker being in position. Let's go back to the Chris Jones sack. Oh, That's where oh that game was goodness. really won and lost. Yes. I don't think people are talking enough about that. Right. So this is why Amen. this is so exciting to you and me, because we were watching going, is anybody else watching this game the way this we are? It. Other this than you know, our guys, Hugh Douglas, Randy McMichael, who you know we were talking back and forth with. But yeah, yeah, this is where games are won and lost. And you know, Jarvis, it also excites me because we, of course, got the news today. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady just retired for real, for real this time, everybody. We really yeah. do think so. This is, this but what I yeah. think, right? But where I think that really puts the Falcons, and what that really says is players, coaches front office, consistency, and stability that to me, at least today, we'll see what happens on the other side of free agency and the draft. But we're talking about February 1st, like you said. They're, to me, the Falcons are the most stable. They are in prime mm. position 
to take wow. this division because the coaches that they put in place have the right philosophy on defense. You were already fine on offense, right philosophy on defense. The front office is buying into that as well. And you can't tell me that a player like Grady Jarrett, who is the heart and soul of that defense, is not on board with what he's seeing has happened or what he's seen happen in this last, say, five or so days. Yeah, I, I don't want to see frustrated Grady Jarrett <laughs> at, after games anymore. Like, I'm so tired that of that movie. Yeah. Been there yeah. live and in person, interviewing him, and just seeing how he was this year. T, I, I don't want to see that anymore. Not, he deserves a lot better, 10 times better. But, yeah, as far as the NFC South, though, like, it's hard for me to argue against that, right? When you think about the Panthers and David Tepper running things and, and <laughs> Steve Wilkes basically proving – Hey, I'm the man for the job. No, nah, let me go get Frank Wright. And we're yeah. going to talk about that a little bit later, too. So, yeah, we're going to, y'all just put a pin in that one. But, and you think about the Saints, they don't know who their quarterback is going to be. And, and then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, obviously, it's official. We knew he wasn't going to probably come back anyway, but mm-hmm. T- Tom Brady is out. No quarterback. And that is bad. And Ty Bowles out there down there making decisions. I love you, Ty, but, uh, I don't know, man. You fired by on leverage, dog. I question you, my friend. Anyway, but yeah, I think we are probably the best organization that's right now, as far as of today, they're in probably the best shape going forward into the 2023 uh, NFL season, too. Yeah, and that should really excite Falcons fans. And hold, hold tight because. You know, we're going to dig more into this. We know we've got to look at it from a salary cap perspective. We've got to go out and really dig in, Jarvis and I, into what the free agent market looks like as far as we're, we're not coming off of what we're saying about the eight spot, by the way. They're yeah. going defense. We're not coming off that. But what we're saying yeah. is looking at what they're going to do in the second through seventh rounds, as well as who might be out there and viable for them in free agency. So there are still some a lot of moves to be made. But again, as far as today, Falcons fans should really, really be happy about how this organization is positioning itself to seriously compete after, let's face it, they overachieved two years in a row. But now I believe that they are going to meet, if not exceed expectations, because they're putting themselves in position to do just that. Now we speak of exceeding expectations. I don't know about you, but a built bar pretty much always exceeds expectations for those who take a bite. Because again, you're looking at a product that said, hey, we're going to have only 150 calories of fat. But then they say, no, that's not good enough. We want this to be a healthier bar. So now we're going to make it a bar where it's only 130 calories. That's amazing for 100% real chocolate. And then not just 15 grams of protein. Now you're talking 17. And they're still giving you some of those good flavors like churro and almond. And they're making it really easy for you to access. You can go to Walmart and you can pick up a, a just a small set, maybe like four bars. But guess what? If you like to buy in bulk, you can go to Sam's Club as well and get yourself about 12, 13, 14 good bars, 28, 50, however many you want. That's up to yeah. you. And you can pass them out at your Super Bowl Sunday party. So why don't you go ahead and pick those up so you can have them ready to rock and roll for Sunday. But if you want any past Sunday, you just want to keep some in the stash, you can also go to built.com. You can still go there and get any bar that you want because, hey, listen, we don't know whether it's going to be a blowout. We don't know whether it's going to be a nail biter tonight, Hawk Suns, or Sunday, Eagles Chiefs. But if you got a built bar by your side, you should be good to go either way. You also should be good to go if you doggone start subscribing to our YouTube channel. If you haven't done that yet, what in the heck are you waiting on? Come on, people. You want to be a part of the family? You want to be a part of the family. 
Like, we don't talk about blood around here. We family. If we family, we family. So join the ATL Sports, ATL Day Ones family right here by just subscribing to our YouTube channel and help us get to 6,000 subscribers. Hey, we already got the over 5,300 right now. You know, they are part of the family. They locked in. They already got the invite to the cookout. You want to get an invite to the cookout? Go ahead and subscribe to ATL Day One's part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. Now, T, this is for the culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, and the culture, and sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about because that's how we get down on this show. Today is no different. T, the Houston Texans, they finally hired a black coach that looks like he's going to be around for a little while. <laughs> they hired D'Amico Ryans, the most yeah. coveted uh, defense coordinator I've probably seen in quite some time yeah. Yeah. during this cycle. And when I when they say he perform, he, he played for the, the Houston Texans as a player, mm-hmm. he was an excellent player. Everybody yes. that you talk to that either played with him or coached him, they mm-hmm. knew that this day was coming to you. And congratulations yeah. to D'Amico Ryans for getting that head coaching job and picking where he wanted to go. Yeah. And for me, I was excited because, yeah, and we know he did play some years with the Eagles as well. But when I think yeah. D'Amico Ryans, I think Texans. Let's just be real. Absolutely. And when I think about the time frame that he's we, he was with the Texans, he might be the one person, Jarvis, who can actually restore some semblance of respect to that franchise because it's right. not coming from the front office. Everybody thinks their front office is still a joke. Let's just be honest. It's not yes. coming from ownership <laughs> because you're not well-respected either. But if you can put a guy like D'Amico Ryan's on the sidelines, he can also help you to recruit players that actually have the ilk that he has, has the respect or can garner the respect. And, and they, they do have some pieces. They do have a few pieces, but he's the guy who can get you a lot more pieces and actually make you a contender again, as opposed to a pretender that you have been in the AFC South for the better part of what, four, five, six years. And yes, I agree with you. This is the one job where honestly, let's be here. If Steve Wilkes had gotten the job, I would have said, yeah, he'll be out of there in a year. But I don't think that D'Amico Ryans would have taken this job when he could have taken any job pretty much in the league, any vacancy, he could have filled it. I don't think he takes the job if he doesn't see something in his conversations with that organization that tell that tell, told him, hey, I think they're actually serious about restoring themselves and their position in the AFC South and actually being a, a contender. So, yeah, this is the one where I'm actually OK yeah. <laughs> with D'Amico Ryan's going to the Texas because I don't think you're going to play with that one. And if you do and you don't step up and do what you were supposed to do for him then there will be another job waiting for him in two or three seasons. Trust and believe that. Absolutely. And I think the Houston Texans have done that financially as well by giving him a six-year contract. Indeed. So, yeah. It not, it's one thing to say it, T, but a lot, of, a lot of companies or organizations have issues with proving it financially. So, yes. hey, shout out to you, sir. Now, speaking of uh, coaching hires, how about this one, T? I would love, I can't wait to get your facial expression when I say this. Now, David Tepper, in his press conference, and talking about hiring of Frank Reich, he said, quote, let me make sure I get the exact words. He said that he is trying to, quote, unquote, break up the old boys network in the NFL. But he hired Frank Reich when everybody 
from the outside looking in, thought that Steve Wilkes had earned the job, including the players on his damn team. T, what is going on here? Am I in the am I in the matrix? What is is this just a red blue pill or blue pill type situation right going on right now? You know, it's the blind spot of privileged people. <laughs> oh, yes. Sir. Oftentimes, when you are in a privileged on a church space, today. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't really understand. You just kind of throw some verbiage out there that you think everybody's gonna get on board with because hey. Who doesn't want to tear down the good old boys network? Because typically speaking, for the majority of the population, it does not work in their favor. So that's easy to say that that's what you want to do. But here's the thing that I'm wondering. Are you really looking to tear it down for yourself? Or are you looking to tear it down? Period. Because we can recall that Dan Snyder came into the league thinking the same thing, that he was new blood and he wasn't going to just be pushed around and he was going to just, you know, Tell all of those old school owners and all of those owners who've been around, you know, the legacy owners, if you will, the legacy franchises, like, I'm going to let you guys know that I'm here. The challenge is you were doing that to advance Dan Snyder. You were never doing it to advance the league, to push the envelope on some of the hiring practices, et cetera. David Tepper, if you really meant those words, then you would hire Steve Wilkes. Because unless you had some type of come to Jesus moment in the time frame within which today is versus when you hired Frank Reich over Steve Wilkes, who proved himself in the actual regular season and kept you guys in the conversation about possibly going to the playoffs, then it's just words. That would have been your opportunity to show and prove because today it just seems like ill-placed words. And it really makes me think to myself, do you really understand what the old boys network really is? And I think this might be a great opportunity for the Panthers diversity, equity, and inclusion team to have a conversation, a crucial conversation with their owner. Yes. And to add to that, you know how my sis break it down. You know, she'll, 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 she'll kill you with them words. To add to that, Mr. Tepper, it doesn't help the fact that you hired Frank Reich's daughter to be in your organization right before you made the decision to hire Frank Reich. So, yeah, just think about that. Just meditate on that for just the moment. But first of all, people, we want to thank you guys for rocking with us. This church edition of ATL Day One today, <laughs> you know, and making your first listen. How about you make your second listen? Locked on sports today. Maybe giving you the good stuff too. That's how we get down. You can find it wherever you find this podcast. Go ahead and do it. Well, what are you waiting on? And then, you know, I only ask y'all to do one thing. You know, if you don't do anything else, how about this, guys? I want you guys to share love, show love, and most importantly, make sure you all spread love. We have to say happy National Girls and Women's Sports Day. So you want to spread love and show love? Go show it to all of those great women who are covering all these sports teams that you know and love in the A and around this country. Thank you.